ba da 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 my name is Will, and this is Monster Mondays, back in vocals, yes. <laughs> I'm not singing. Keep with the beat. Bump. No, you've got no beat. Stop pretending to click. I bid you welcome. I want to play a game. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. Let them see what kind of a person I am. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Hey folks, my name is Will. My name is Yaz. And welcome to the Monster Monday podcast. This is the podcast where myself and Yaz talk all things horror, really. Uh, and Yaz, why do we talk about horror films? <laughs> I forgot it. It's been so long. <laughs> because the monsters in film aren't as scary as the monsters in real life. So Yaz, where have we been? Where have we been um, for the yeah, past Yeah, sorry. It's been almost two months since we've released months? an episode. Oh, no. Um, as, as long as we don't miss Halloween, that'll be absolutely fine. We can make up the ground. We can... Oh, wait. We missed Halloween, didn't we? We did. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. No. Um, but we did celebrate Halloween this year. Mm. We threw a really cool Halloween party. It was great. Everybody dressed up. It was so much fun. Mm. Um, now, I'm going to be RuPaul in this situation. So, yes, please explain your look. Oh, so I went as um, my interpretation of Marion Crane stabbed in the shower. Mm-hmm. So I was wrapped up in a shower curtain with a knife and um, yeah. And all blood splattered. You were staining the door handles and everything in the house. Worth it. With, with all the blood, yeah, yeah. Um, and I went as the Invisible Man from the 1930s Universal Monsters film. So bandages wrapped around my head. I figured it out because I bought like six rolls of seven meter bandages so that's like 42 meters of bandages around my head uh which was very fun uh with with a pair of um 3d glasses because i don't own sunglasses to complete the look in a jacket so that was a that was a fun outfit although drinking and eating was difficult (laughs) we did post um some pictures of our outfits so if you are interested give it a check Yes, twitter and instagram that's where you'll find those photos so what have we been up to well um life has been incredibly busy for us which is why we haven't been able to release an episode in so long you have finally finished working on a super secret project Mm -hmm. yeah yeah working because i people who uh, probably listen to this will already know i work freelance in tv and film things like that and i just come off the end of a pretty big uh pretty uh, big long shoots that required like long days six days a week so that was uh, basically where I've been spending most of my time for the past few months. And I had a super big October with lots of plans and it was very busy and there wasn't much time to do anything. And I have literally just changed jobs and I am busier than ever right mm. now. And, o- so and October was your birthday. And October was my birthday, so there was lots of celebrating to be done. Mm-hmm. Lots of family to see, lots of friends to meet up with. And just general catching up with the world. Mm. So the last episode we did was episode 54, where we talked about the final girls. And the plan is now that after this slight hiatus, because of everything that's been going on in our lives... Basically, episodes 1 to 54 and everything in between, that will 
be Monster Monday season one, for lack of a better term. And after this hiatus, we will start working properly on Monster Monday season two, where we'll have another long list of horror films to talk about. We'll make our way through uh, whatever we want to talk about, really, whether it's a, a topical film or just something we feel like talking about that week. Yeah, um, because we originally started this during lockdown, where we had a lot of free time, yep. and now we've gone back up to 100 where we don't really have much free time at all and it is kind of hard fitting it in together with our schedules. Mm. It may start to get a bit easier, but um, as I say, I've just started a very new job and um, it's going to require a lot of effort from me and um, I'm not going to get much downtime at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's probably going to be a couple of weeks, maybe after Christmas, who knows. Um we will keep you updated with when the next season will start. Um, but for the meantime, you can go back and enjoy our old episodes, tell mm -hmm. your friends about it, share it. And we're just going to do a quick update now of things that we've been watching during our hiatus and things mm. we think you would like. Mm. So I think the first thing that might be good to talk about is that the last time that me and you went to the cinema together pre-lockdown was to watch The Invisible Man. That was what, March, April... Uh, 2020 yes around that time we saw the invisible man and then the first time that me and you came back to the cinema to watch a film was to watch the remake slash sequel Candyman, which was our oh yeah that was, it was. Our, yeah that was our return to the cinema did you forget that you watched that i did i did i absolutely loved the film i loved it mm. i just forgot i was thinking the last film we saw at the cinema was um halloween kills yes but it wasn't um, no, no, it was it no. Was, that was the last film, but I mean the first film that the, we saw when we came back. Yeah, th this this long delayed film uh, directed by Nia da uh, Costa, uh, co-written by Jordan Peele as well uh, from Monkey Paw Productions, who have given us films like Get Out and Us, basically just some modern horror classics. And in the lead up to the watching it, I'd never seen the original Candyman, so I watched that. It was on Netflix, was it? Yes, like, yeah. yes. So um, we sat and watched the original. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I was making a Halloween wreath. Um, I got into <laughs> Halloween were. very early this year. <laughs> yeah. um, I was making a Halloween wreath um, for our house, ready for the best and most wonderful, spookiest time of the year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so we watched that in preparation to then go see it at the cinema. Yeah, so I think this is kind of similar to, like, the recent sequel, like, the 2018 Halloween, where it builds upon those foundations, and it doesn't retrace the steps, but it, it expands on the groundwork laid, like, several years ago. When was the first Candyman? Like, we're talking early 90s, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, so this is a film that really builds on those foundations and really mythologizes the original story. You've probably seen it in the trailers for the new Candyman, where... There'll, uh, there'll be these montages done in the style of like um, like paper cutouts uh, like uh, and puppets as well like this really clever way of um, of, of expositing the information yeah, it was really stylistic I loved Nida Costa's work in this I think she did an incredible job especially some of the imagery towards the very end of the film which we're oh not, my god which we're not going to spoil but that had you in bits didn't oh it? yeah i i i started to cry in the cinema yeah yeah <laughs> i was like yeah um it 
to me it was a beautiful film i absolutely loved it it was mm. scary in places it was telling an amazing story the backstory of everything and how actions have consequences mm. um you know it was it was so cool the the, the twist in the film was kind of obvious <laughs> yeah 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 um but it was still enjoyable, um, and I just, I just absolutely, I really love this film. And like I say, at the ending, watching the last few bits of the film, oh, mm. just, I just started crying, didn't I? Yeah. Just tears just started rolling down my eyes. I was just like, oh my god, all this pain, all this suffering, mm. like, just, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of it's inter- beautiful. Yeah, it's very interesting to watch these films that are so like steeped in like um what, what you you could call it like the um the mythology and sort of the the stories that are exclusive or uh have a specific resonance with certain people in this case um like african-american people uh, and it's what i will say is that obviously do not prioritize the um the reviews or the the reactions of two white people such as ourselves do no. not do like not not saying that our opinions will be invalid but do not make us the only opinion you listen to about this film it's been really interesting listening to interviews and uh from Nia DaCosta and, and Jordan Peele about the making of this film about the idea because the lead character in it uh is an artist and he kind of uh gets he falls down the rabbit hole of exploring and recreating black suffering in his art and the effect that that has on him and the mental state that can really come from being in that horrible pit for so long for the sake of your art and your own self-expression. Candyman, the 2021 film, is a, it's got a lot on its mind. It's a really hard-hitting film. Um, that is also... Um, it's, it is, there are some very scary sequences in it, but it doesn't feel exploitative. There aren't really any incredibly gory moments there's not i think this when we saw it it was rated 15 in the uk like it's it's not something that's like hardcore violent but it's something that really because of the subtext and the way that the violence is depicted really sticks with you oh god some of the scenes that were like the camera work and Mm. like the intelligence that has gone into making this film is just incredible like just some of the shots like mm. just i was just i was so excited about this film <laughs> and like it definitely for me lived up to um the expectations mm. like i well, to be honest i didn't have any expectations i just went in wanting to enjoy the film and i did yeah um yeah the, the the film it looks twice its budget it doesn't feel like it's restrained or it doesn't feel like it's something that uh uh that was just you know let, let's just rush through the film put the Candyman name on it and let's just bank on that nostalgia no they, they really went for it i mean the only thing that kind of ruined the experience for me and it was nothing to do with the film was, oh, it yeah. was like the, our first time back in the cinema now we all know I love film very much, mm-hmm. but I hate the fucking cinema yeah. because I don't like other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I like to relax and watch things on my own, pretty much, because then you don't have to deal with other people's behaviours. Anyway, I was like, you know what? We haven't been out the house for a long time. I've not been to the cinema in well over a year. Let's let's give it a go. I really want to see this. Let's go give this... Uh, film some money let's show our appreciation for it so it was a fairly quiet screening 
but um, like you book your seats beforehand. Yeah, it's a it's assigned seating. We choose the antisocial seats in the back corner. Yeah, and for some reason whatsoever, I decided no, we'll just sit on the back row instead of the antisocial seats that I usually like to sit in. Yeah, because. It won't be that busy. Nobody has booked tickets for it by the time we'd booked tickets. Yeah, it was like a weekday afternoon on like, it wasn't half term or anything. No. Um, anyway, we get there. I can see there's some people sat at the back with their feet on the chairs and I'm like, oh. Feet on the chairs, shoes off. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. We're going to be end up sitting near them, aren't we? Anyway, we make our way up the stairs. We're getting closer and closer. Oh, it turns out we're only sat next to them, aren't we? Fucking brilliant. Mm. So this fucking gremlin sat next to me. has got a stinky ass feet, mm. bare feet on the fucking chair in front of her. Oh, I was not impressed. I was not <laughs> impressed. Oh, and then when, when the film starts, we're just hearing audio. We're just hearing audio for the trailers and stuff. So we're really worried that for like five, ten minutes that we just have no picture. Oh, like, yeah, so yeah. Thankfully, it was just for the trailers. And then someone does come in. Uh, the, the poor employee who it, who's... It's not remotely their fault, but they've got to explain. I was like, sorry, we're, you know, we're just going to restart everything. Um, like, yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Could you do something about this gremlin next to me, though, please? And tell her to get a fucking dirty feet off the chair. I'm just remember, was it um, in the first Gremlins film when they're all in the cinema watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? And they're all singing along and throwing <laughs> I'd rather popcorn. we sat next to them gremlins, to be fair. <laughs> Say his name. Candyman. You better not do that last one. Candyman. You want to be a part of the story, right? No. Say his name. Candyman. Um, our second experience at the cinema, because, you know, I don't tend to go very often. No, it, I try it, not to. it takes a very special horror film to get it, you out of the house. It, it, it does indeed. I only ever go watch horror at the cinema. Have you noticed? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, it takes a very special horror film to get me out. Yeah, the last three films you saw in cinema, Invisible Man, Candyman, and... And Halloween Kills. Man. I <laughs> Halloween Kills, man. This film, I know it's mm. got a bad rep, but it was so much fun. Yeah. How I don't understand why people are hating on it. It was just so <laughs> much fun. So, uh, obviously, spoilers for the first Halloween sequel that came out in 2018 because this one picks up right where it left off. But I'm in the same camp as you. I had a really good time with it, even though. It doesn't seem to have been that well received by fans or critics, which is fine. But it, yeah, it 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 doesn't really do much to change the formula. It does feel like just an extension of the slasher but genre. But you you know what you're getting when you turn on a Halloween film. If mm. you're turning on a Halloween film and expecting like a a fucking new masterpiece by now, like this trope has been done over and over. Mm. Like, th why are you expecting that? Yeah. Like the whole franchise is basically the same thing. Like, <laughs> come on. Well, for this, I, I think it's it's safe to say that when Halloween ends comes out next October, that's where we'll, we'll know if everything that happens in Halloween Kills actually works and sticks the landing. But there were still some parts just in this film on its own that I really, really enjoyed. There's some really great kills, some great shots and moments of incredible brutality i loved the last like five ten minutes uh my main complaint was that i think that uh laurie strode once again played by jamie lee curtis is really underutilized in this film 
obviously she's got more to do in the sequel that comes out next year she's kind of relegated to a hospital bed and just sort of yelling at anyone who's nearby about <laughs> we gotta kill michael uh that's basically her, her the extent of her presence in the film the- i liked that we brought back old characters though it was nice and oh my fucking got the makeup um. to make that actor look like donald pleasance chef's kiss it was beautiful because you were sat next to me and i like audibly gasped when 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 they turned up and i was because it's like and you asked me how how have they done well, that yeah because i've seen films like in the Mar- in like the disney films, star wars and marvel they recreate actors all the time but there is still that like uncanny valley effect but the, what made it so brilliant here is that they're trying to make they do a flashback to the 1960s because it's the original Michael. No, no, to the 1970s when Michael goes on his first proper rampage yeah. after he's been incarcerated. Uh, and they've changed the film stock so it does look like it was filmed in the 1970s. And then the actor appears and it's not a digital recreation because the film stock completely matches. And it's he's saying dialogue that he never said in the original film so it's like how have you done this it was so exciting Um, wasn't it um so like massive massive shout out to christopher nelson who does the makeup effects Mm. who is the makeup effects designer um on the new halloween films incredible work if you go to his um instagram you can see the process of it and they did manage to get somebody who looks very similar to him and then just added prosthetics to make him but oh my god it's beautiful it was someone from the production team i think wasn't it yeah someone involved just a crew member who i said you know just a crew member but yeah someone who was who was involved in the production who just happened to bear a physical resemblance to to dr loomis it was oh it was beautiful though wasn't it it's Mm. incredible makeup you couldn't tell it was makeup you it did make you wonder how the fuck have they done this yeah. and that is the beauty of an incredible makeup job yeah and like because because this is it's a high profile horror film but it's still a low budget project in the grand scheme of things and it puts those like 250 million dollar star wars films where you've got uh, peter cushing uh just sort of being puppeted around it that it puts that to shame it does it it's it's terrific it uh, and just the lighting's perfect for it as well like when, when when the film comes out properly and we'll be able to get like high resolution screenshots and stuff like that and you'll see how it looks like properly it's it's terrific i love oh, it oh definitely yeah it's mm. it was just so much fun and i love the kills were amazing in mm. this one there yeah. was some bloody bit oh i'll tell you I'll tell you what does make me laugh have you seen that facebook group dedicated to the woman who bought an iron to the fight by Myers. No. There's what? a woman. You know, in the mob mentality where they yeah. all start joining up. Someone had an Someone iron. Someone has an iron, I swear. There's a Facebook group dedicated to this what's one it called? picture. What's it called? That one woman with an iron who turns up with an iron. Oh. The one, yeah, the, the, pu- one, okay, the one. Public one. group. That one lady who brought an iron to fight like Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Six point three k members. Yeah. Okay. This one. Uh, this group is dedicated to celebrating the absolute resolve and determination of this random woman from Halloween Kills. Also, what I love that sentence. Only the H and K from Halloween Kills are capitalized. It's all lowercase. If I have one wish in this life, it is to be as confident as this unnamed wrinkle-free hero. Um. <laughs> Honestly, it's incredible. There's a full on, there's a full on 
page dedicated to her. Like, she brings an eye. <laughs> People have dressed up as her for, like, Halloween. It's shout, incredible. Shout out to Kenneth in this Facebook group who's dressed up as the woman and has got the iron and the wig <laughs> and everything. Oh, my God. No, 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 there's no. a picture she's of her. <laughs> she's, and she, I didn't even notice that. She's And she stood behind the main guy. Yeah. Now, it's can, incredible. Yeah. I, I, okay, so I do think... That one woman aside, um, Halloween Kills is a marked downgrade from the last Halloween film, but I still enjoyed it as just a, a brutal slasher film. And I think it worked because it like after everything that ha- that Michael Myers was put through at the end of the last film and the beginning of this film, this is like, no, this is Michael Myers really fucking angry. And, he's, and I think that whole idea of just this force of nature making their way through Haddonfield again, uh, it, was put, it was done really, really well. There's one really cool kill one really funny oh kill yeah yeah it's involving the, thought, the car door the one that i laughed at in yeah the cinema. yeah the car door yeah it's so unexpected so out of <laughs> it's nowhere so good, it's, it's like, so funny it's like how does michael myers survive uh, a point blank gunshot that's how he does it yeah, yeah. that was incredible it Re- did it did make us laugh out loud yeah like it- yeah, it was really funny some yeah, some great callbacks to the original film as well like like you mentioned earlier they've re they brought back some of the main characters or some of the supporting characters from it including like the same actors as well from all those years ago uh some great visual callbacks like when mike it's in the trailer when mike was on top of the car and slams his hand down and cracks the cracks the side window yeah it, it's really cool i liked the ending as well and i'm intrigued at what direction they're going to take it in because uh, the the 2018 Halloween film and like Jamie Lee Curtis was really open about how this is like a like a post Me Too horror film where it takes the sort of the gendered trauma that she went through in the events of the first film and that trauma hasn't been dealt with it's just been sort of locked away and as a result it has been passed down to her daughter and her granddaughter it's gone through the generations and 2018 was the same year as like the whole Brett Kavanaugh hearings it was the it was the right film at the right time more or less and Halloween Kills only has one scene that kind of makes the most of that, where Laurie Strode says, like, the system has failed us. The police are went to stop everything, but no, they've let them get out again. Like, the system has failed us, so we have to take matters into our own hands. This sort of mob justice, which has been brought on by the lack of the institutions being able to fix the wrongs that they were part of creating. I, I, so I'm interested in what Halloween Ends does with this concept, if anything. But I think because Halloween Kills isn't quite as focused on that, it is. it has to be a step down from the last Halloween film. But as just a slasher film with some good jumps and scares and kills... Yeah, thumbs yeah, up. Thumbs yeah, up. great. It's so entertaining. Mm. Um, I was actually having this conversation um, with one of my new colleagues the other day. And... Um, we were talking about Halloween Kills and I was like, oh, oh, did you like it? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, the only thing that bothered me though was when they um, unmasked him and you saw his bald head and you and she was like, because he's made out to be this monster and now he's just this human person that keeps coming back. Mm. So it kind of takes the illusion away. And she said, also, like, why haven't they figured out yet? And she came up with a really good idea of how to get rid of Michael Myers. And it's pure genius. Okay. Right? And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, you need to, like, write this film. Get in touch with Blumhouse. Yeah. So (laughs) her idea to get rid of um, 
Michael Myers was to literally blend him. So kill it, like shoot him, kill him, <laughs> chop him up and blend him. Put him in a blender. She was like, it's the only way I'm you're going to get rid of him. And then sprinkle his blended pieces in different parts of the world. And I was like, yes, that is genius. See, if, the issue here though is that if Michael Myers goes through Jason Voorhees like logic, because what happened once was that uh, Jason Voorhees was killed and as they were performing the autopsy on him, one of the surgeons just gets like enthralled by his dead heart and eats the heart. And then he becomes the next Jason Voorhees, Jason Spirit. So if what what if the blended essence sort of becomes part of the air and then Michael Myers becomes like an airborne disease? Well, then you're fucked, aren't you? Well, that's why you've got to keep your masks on. You've got to sanitise your hands so you don't, yeah, yeah. don't get Michael Myers in here. <laughs> but no, I, I, I disagree with the idea of uh, once he's unmasked, he is just reduced to a normal guy. Because the way it's shot, you don't get a good look at his face and he's still just he's no, still but, the shape. But who... Yeah, but he's got a bald head. Yeah, he's, like, he's got a bald... Like, who, who, like, with his hair pattern, who is going to, like... Uh, so you can beat Michael Myers with insecurity. With male pattern baldness, yeah. <laughs> no, but like it's a very human thing. What other animal do you know, or monster do you know that has like the receding hair like that? Like mm. you know. Yeah, it's my, it's mankind's greatest weakness. Yeah. It is. It's the genetic flaw <laughs> in humans. Exactly. It's um, one of the only genetic. By the way, uh, that's a joke. There's a lot wrong with humans. No. By the way, the sponsors of this podcast this week is uh, is the hair loss. <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. Um, feel free to sponsor us if you'd like to. But um, yeah, I, I I I partly disagree. Just how it was. It was still shot, and the actor just keeping that the posture doesn't falter when the mask goes. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like in some other franchises when they're ma- when they're unmasked and they're flailing around no that doesn't deter him uh i think i still think it worked but yeah the the cliffhanger which we won't spoil and just because it's a it's the very very ending of the film uh it's a ballsy cliffhanger so i'm looking forward to what on earth gets dealt with that later on next year looking, yeah. for- looking forward to next halloween you want to kill someone take me michael I want to take his mask off and see the life leave his eyes. So we watched that on my birthday. Yes. I'm an October baby, so it wasn't <laughs> long till Halloween. And, you're, and you, then on... You got a Funko Pop for... I, I did for my birthday. I got a Michael, Michael um, Myers Funko Pop. Because <laughs> we're mainstream. <laughs> um, and then... We threw a really cool Halloween party. Mm-hmm. So we were very hungover on Hall- actual Halloween day. We were a bit, yeah. So um, what I managed to watch twice on um, ha- actual Halloween because I kind of um, I kind of wasn't paying attention the first time I put it on. I was the first person up and nobody was awake. <laughs> um, was... Halloween 3. Oh, yes. Happy, happy, happy Halloween, 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 Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Shamrock. Yeah, and th- yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we had company over who stayed the night before and had to travel. Uh, so it was, it was just on in the background. And because of our living room, I was just facing away from the TV the whole time. But every so often, that little Silver Shamrock track would come along. Um, and it wasn't until our friend, who was much more musically inclined than me, noticed, like, I reckon, I recognise the melody of that. And it's London Bridge is falling down. Yeah. What? Um, but, yeah, I, it's something I, I've not watched for a long time. I, I need to give it my full attention at some point. Oh, I also like that they used the masks that are in, that are from Silver Shamrock 
in the new film. Yes. That was great yeah, to ki- see. Like, yeah, the, all these little... Um, the kids in the park. Yes, mm. all these little touches that have been, like, from the seat, from mm. the... What are they called? From the from the previous films. From the previous yeah. films. <laughs> well, no, because I think you were going to say prequel, but like how yeah, but we, it's not a prequel. How, is yeah, because it? it stands it's on it. Still a sequel. You could have said prequel to like any other film in the Halloween franchise yeah. except for Halloween <laughs> Three. Um, yeah, but it wasn't like in a whole. Oh, notice this. Notice these masks. Uh, it was more just a detail that doesn't interrupt the film. You just watch yeah, it. Yeah, but if you've don't. seen the films, you'll spot it straight away. Yeah, so you're yeah. like, oh, that's so cool <laughs> it's just little touches like that that i think made this film beautiful yeah this this i think like it was just a nice film you just put it on and you just watch it you don't need to think about anything do you it's one of those nice slasher films <laughs> that just all happens in front of you don't have to think <laughs> you don't have to work out the themes like well the, i'm gonna say that to me i feel like i'm being attacked here but no <laughs> but no yeah it's as just a slasher film it's one of it's definitely one of the more like competent ones like in recent memory it you don't really get any good just basic slasher films now that like that get a theatrical release i'm sure that like streaming and home video market is like replete with them but yeah. but yeah just a, a good old-fashioned slashing trip through haddonfield so one of the last times we did one of these uh random uh like just listing off things we've seen recently we were talking about what we do in the shadows the tv series for uh, fx and it is recently dropped on the bbc i play it in the uk i'm about halfway through or just over halfway the third season uh you've finished it i finished it all but i've gone back to watch it with you again <laughs> yeah. And yeah it is I, I think it's definitely my comfort show yeah like, i just i just absolutely love this show yeah because put it on for it's like 20 25 minute episodes really breezy but it doesn't feel just like it doesn't just feel like junk food tv it just feels really carefully considered and it feels like the comedy's always on point the characterizations are you know, they are still the same characters like, that you started out the show with, but they are gradually changing and they are learning more about each other. Everything that's happening with uh, Guillermo de la Cruz um, and his, his promotion from familiar to maybe perhaps bodyguard. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving the, the series so far and how it's taking the characters as well, like out of Staten Island into different settings and different environments. One of the last episodes I watched was when they went to Atlantic City. Yeah. Uh, and just how they cope away from home. Spoiler alert, badly. But yeah, it, it's it's really fun. I still think that I can't put my finger on like who's the MVP of this of this show. Everyone is just firing on all cylinders all the time. Like, there's no, like, one standout cast member. Everyone's great. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, Kayvan Novak, Matt Berry, and Natasha Dimitriou, uh, Javi Gwillen, Mark uh, Prox. It's, they're all terrific. They all have such a great dynamic with each other, and they know to, like, not steal the spotlight from each other as well. Yeah, it's a great ensemble. Mm. Um, it's just, oh, it's just so funny. And it involves my favourite things, vampires. Mm. And... It's really funny. <laughs> like, what mode you on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. And just the expanding of, like, vampire history as well. Like, where do energy vampires come from? I've, I've no idea if we do find out, because I've still got a few episodes left. But I'm l- looking forward to that paying off if it does. And yeah, l- yeah, it's really, really fun. We have decided to make you a fully-fledged member of the team. You're going to make me a vampire? What? No, no chance. <laughs> 
Today is our first day as leaders of the Vampiric Council. Is there not a throne for all of us? <laughs> no. So, um, in my previous job, um, me and my work friend Jess, well, she's not just my work friend, she's my friend. Um, she used to play, we used to play this game and she was really good at coming up with these questions and she would be like, so, out of all of us who work here, or have previously worked here, who would survive a horror movie? Okay. So. Well, of me and you. Would you survive? Oh, no, it's you. No, you'd survive, yeah. <laughs> well, firstly, you are just by nature the final girl out, out, out of us two. But also, oh, because I'm the female. Because you are, li the, you are literally, literally the, girl. the girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you've also got your familiar, Winnie, our black cat, who will protect you come hell or high water. And yeah. I will just ramble too much. And I will obviously trip up the stairs. Or I will go up the stairs when I should have run out the window or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at these split second decisions that matter for life or death i have the car so i am and i can drive yeah. so i'm an indispensable ally but the moment so it would it would make sense for me to keep you alive yeah, you keep me alive but i think the moment you surround yourself with more competent uh sidekicks shall we say uh then that's the story prompt to to get rid of me basically once you reunite with more survivors do you not think i'd just survive on my own well, you wouldn't really get very far, though. I, I don't know. You wouldn't drive anywhere. You, you, I, I'm not sure. If you were just on your own, going from one end of our city to the other, I don't know. But if you had me, you'd get to the other end of the city, then I'd die, and then you'd continue the journey. <laughs> I'm your Samwise Gamgee, basically. You're Frodo, and I'm your Sam. All right? <laughs> I will carry you up that hill, but you are the hero of the story. Yay! Here we go. Either that or I'd make a really silly decision right at the very end and get caught. I'd be very unlucky. Yeah, if this was still Lord of the Rings, you would, like, fall in the lava as you're dropping the ring in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Potentially, yeah. if I don't survive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Everybody always says I'm going to survive. Yeah, well, I think it's because you know the horror tropes back like back and forth. You've written essays on horror, <laughs> basically. You are the, the horror bookworm, I basically. Am, yeah. Technically, yeah. I mean, yeah, I really, like, it is my dream in life to have a PhD in horror films. Mm -hmm. um, but whether that happens or not, who knows? Yeah, you're the type of person who, uh, you'd go to a hardware store to, like, arm yourself, and instead of getting, like, a chainsaw or a machete, you'd find the hook. And you'd be like, this is in tribute of Candyman. And you'd make it work, basically. <laughs> you'd be like, this is a flashy, kind of unpractical weapon. But I respect its legacy, and then you make, and then you make it work. Also, um, we also she used to ask, like, would you be the murderer? Now, what do you think she said about me? Well, considering what you were saying about the unnamed person next to us at Candyman and the the gremlin with the feet out, I think that you hate humanity too much to not be the murderer. Controversial. Okay. Oh, is it okay? What was what? What did she so, say? She said she couldn't actually see me as being the killer, but as the survivor still. So I'd just be the survivor rather than the killer. Okay. 
Well, I, I might be the person you think is the killer, but turns out is actually innocent. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's just reminded me of like, have you, have you seen the Jump Street films, the recent ones oh, with, uh, with Ch- Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill? Uh, in 22 Jump Street, they're investigating uh, a drug operation in, in this school and Channing Tatum is hanging out with this guy and they're like, oh, this guy's obviously it. This guy's obviously the dealer. Then he takes his shirt off because he's got this tattoo and they know that the drug dealer has got a tattoo and he can see it poking out from under the sleeve. And he's like, oh, let's take your shirt off. And then he sees that the, the tattoo is literally a red herring. And he's like, oh, what's that tattoo? Oh, yeah, it was part of my sports team, the Plainview Red Herrings. And it's like, <laughs> gotta respect it. Yeah, the red herring. There we go. In Plainview, yes. Such a good joke. Um, but for some reason, that, that just reminded me of that. It's, they're such funny films. Yeah, I would be the one that you think is going to be the murderer, but actually isn't. And I'd be like, it's not me. You've got it right. It's this person. And nobody's listening to me and has like started a witch hunt. Yeah, yeah. Like, no! you'd, be burn- you'd be burning at the stake. As, uh, and as you're burning, the as actual... murders yeah, are being committed. Yeah, the actual culprit is like in the crowd, like yeah. rubbing their hands together, being like, yes, they don't suspect me. Yeah, that's it. That's how it would go. Yeah. <laughs> also, another one that she liked to ask was, um, we should probably get her on to play this game, you know? Okay. Um, what creature would you be? So, like, I would you be a witch, a vampire? You'd be a swearwolf. A swearwolf, not a werewolf. Yeah, you'd be a swearwolf. I don't know what I'd be. Uh, I'm not sure. I've not thought about that. Um, do, do you have I one reckon, in mind? I reckon you'd be a werewolf. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. You're quite hairy. Oh. You can be quite stupid. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, a werewolf stupid? Street smart. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, they're street smart. And by street, I'm on about the back alley. Yeah. Like, like a stray dog eating out of rubbish. <laughs> That's yeah. what I mean. They're more likely <laughs> to be like a dog. It's you. Like... Yeah. Uh, just like chasing my own tail. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, with for that for lack of a better alternative, maybe the blob, but maybe with a bit more sentience. You know, I just roll around, just like annoying people and leaving a big red trail behind me <laughs> uh, as I as I dissolve people. Yeah, that's a film we need to talk about. The nineteen uh, eighties blob. I would like to be a vampire, but I don't know if I would be one. I'd yeah. I, I'd probably be a witch in all seriousness. Uh, you would be like, what's her name from what we do in the shadows? Oh, Nadja. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like Nadja. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you reckon? Yeah, that would be you. Yeah, you would be. Uh, yeah, you would be like a lady vampire, who, uh, just, is like the only sane person in the room sometimes. <laughs> yeah, with a, with like a little possessed little toy as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little doll. Yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, what do you think you would be, and what do you think we would be? out of creatures i think i got named like i was like a pixie or something because i'm really like little okay i kind of agreed with it though it's like i'm little but like i can do like little Little. mischievous things or something you'd be like the green fairy from moulin rouge (laughs) yeah just like getting everyone wasted while you dance around (laughs) yeah there we go the bottle of absinthe yeah uh what else have we watched recently 
Oh, we watched a classic Hocus Pocus. That I, I think I got really depressed on Halloween because I was really hungover. <laughs> and I was so excited. And yeah. I was having like a come down from the night before. Yeah. I was like, I know what, we'll fix this. Let's put Hocus Pocus on. So we watched Hocus Pocus on actual Halloween. Mm-hmm. Something you've got to watch every year, yeah. surely. It's, it's, it's like your tradition. Yeah. yeah, one, of yeah. Your, one of your favourites. Yeah. I think it's all right. Yeah. I, I, I'm not fussed if I don't watch it every year, but it's, it's all right for me. I, you, there you go. You give me an evil look, like the green. Oh, the green fairy's getting angry. The green fairies turn him red. Um, yeah, it's a fun Disney film from. The oh, 90s. I'm so excited for her Hocus Pocus too. Is that still? They've been. Yes, it's confirmed for next year. They've been threatening that there's, for there's, so no, long. No, 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 no. I I swear to God, all the cast have like released promotional images for it. Really? Like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Billy Butcherson's back. The three classics are back. Like, all the witches are back, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just looking at this now. Oh, Doug Jones is back. Yeah, that's what I mean. Billy B- Butcherson. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, like, I, they've been, th- it, it was kind of one of those things where it just felt like every couple of years, like, yeah, it's happening and then it never does. You know, but it has been announced for 2022. Yeah. And I'm just looking, if you Google it now, the top stories uh, from a day ago, Hocus Pocus 2 filming location in Newport and they've got pictures. So it does seem like production is kicking off does seem like it's underway but yeah i think um it's probably something that might end up on disney plus kind of like there's the new willow film that they're doing with warwick davis they've been film they've been filming that in the uk like entirely studio based uh, and they've been threatening to do like a new willow film for like 20 years i know it's finally happening uh so you know hopefully it's hopefully it's fun hopefully it puts a spell on us yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm very <laughs> excited. I think if you grew up with it as a kid, it's now a staple mm. for your Halloween. Yeah, I, I don't have that many... A bit like Nightmare Before Christmas, really, isn't I've, it? That's really the only one where I'm like, yeah, every year I've got to watch it around Halloween, but I haven't... Or if not, you can watch it for Christmas. Yes, uh, yeah, you've got, that, <laughs> you've got that nice window of nearly two months before, of, like, before you can't watch it anymore. But I don't have one for Halloween. No, we need to start a new tradition. Mm. I mean, mine's Hocus Pocus, but we need to start a new tradition and get it. We did come up with a list of our top five Halloween films that uh, we think you should watch yes, every year. Yes, and I've forgotten what my list is. <laughs> we, we wrote a list thinking this could make a good episode. Yeah, um, uh, and then we never recorded it. There we go. Now, um, now we're saving material for next Halloween. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we might record it like now and then just release it next Halloween and you'd never know. Well, they will now. We'll just keep keep an ear on the acoustics, and if they haven't changed, then we recorded it now. We started watching that Muppets Halloween special. We got like halfway through it. Oh, it was boring. Like, I'm, a, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sorry. A, I'm a Muppets fan, and even I was like, this doesn't really have much to it. It's not that funny. There was a couple of funny jokes, like, and obviously watching a Muppets film, and all of a sudden Danny Trejo is there. Like, that's all. That's just inherently funny. But yeah, there wasn't that much to it. Oh, it was. It was boring. Mm. <laughs> oh, we went to um, a scarcity event. We did, so yes, of course. So we went with course. a couple of friends and we um, went... Now, I'd already seen this film, but it turns out that the, that you, Will, yep. hadn't seen it. I thought I could have sworn I'd shown you it before. Nah, no, I'd never seen and, it before. And um, our friends had never seen it before. And basically, it's a drive-in cinema. Mm. Um, so we went to see this. It's... It was chucking it down with rain. And you go through an interactive, like, drive-through 
sort of area where there's like scare actors and stuff. They were very scary. Yeah, trying to get into the car. Yeah, uh, like opening the car, trying to open the car doors, banging on the windows, like and stuff like that. And <laughs> um, while you're watching the film, so it did make you jump quite a bit. Yeah. It was very funny. Um, so the film we ended up watching was Orphan. Now, it's very funny because Orphan Two is coming out at some point next year. I yeah, think. yeah, it's a prequel about what happened to the titular orphan before the events of this film. Yeah, um, so good timing, really. Mm. Um, but I saw this in the cinema when it came out. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was only a fifteen ah. at the time. So I managed to go to the cinema and see it. So when it came out, I was 17? Yeah. Yeah, I was 17. So I was old enough to go see it. Mm-hmm. So this was separate to when I snuck in to see A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, this was during your wild <laughs> I was, years. I was actually legally allowed to see this film. <laughs> when I was 17, I snuck into some very good films, etc., uh, etc., Um, Yeah, so I remember, and it stuck with me ever since. I think I've only seen it once since it came out. Mm. And it stuck with me ever since because it's just such a wild story. Yeah. And then, of course, um, there is the actual story that comes out, what was it, last year or the year before, about the the parents that left the, their adopted daughter somewhere because they claimed that she was an adult. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't hear about that. No, yeah. okay. But, so this is why I'd like to do, we can briefly talk about it now, but I'd like to do like an actual proper episode on this. Oh, okay. I, yeah, but, but um, I, yeah, I liked it. As someone who, I'd never seen it before, but I'd, Oddly enough, I'd seen like almost all of the films from uh, its director, Jean uh, Colette Serra, who did the House of Wax remake and then went on to do this. And he's basically the director who made all of those Liam Neeson action films last decade. Uh, you know, he had his second career, like Lease on Life after Taken. And then he does Unknown, uh, The Commuter, Run All Night, Nonstop. You know, uh, Liam Neeson is like fighting terrorists on a, on a plane. Uh, that You know, basically those sort of uh, ex- like B movies, which were pretty good. Uh, and The Shallows as well. He directed The Shallows. Oh, that's cool. I really like that film. Yeah, The Shallows is really I mean, good. apart from the ending, I mean, it's a bit shite. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> oh, I still like the ending. But no, yeah, but for Orphan, yeah, it was good. And there was also just a real-life story that kind of inspired it as well. But very, this is, like, very, very loosely inspired by that event. And, yeah, it, it was interesting as well watching, like, Vera Famiga several years before... Uh, she did the Conjuring films as well. Um, Isabel Furman as this uh, this spooky, mysterious nine year old who has been, uh, who has presumably come from Russia, who has been adopted by this couple, uh, and there's they've got the daughter there who communicates through sign language because she's uh, she's partially deaf or she's hard of hearing. Uh, the uh, the young boy, who, the son of the family, who gets very jealous of the, of the affection of the new orphan who's come in. Um, some really creepy scenes as well, particularly towards the end. Uh, that it's there's nothing gory or horrific happening, but it's like the subject matter and the directions that you're being led along as an audience member. Really good. Uh, I yeah, I really liked it, and that's part of the scarcity thing. There's a scene in Orphan when there's a fire. And when that happened, there was like an abandoned car at the front of the cinema, uh, in front of like where all the other cars were parked between them and the screen that caught fire uh, as part of the act. And then all of the scary actors would come along. And yeah, because get... you were distracted by the fire and then they started banging on your windows yeah, and yeah. trying to open your doors. 
yeah that was very fun um i think we did manage to post a clip um, uh, yeah, on yeah. our socials so if you want a laugh at us screaming and yeah, um, yeah. check it out but yeah if you've not been to a drive-through before uh it's one of those ones where um keep your engine on so that you don't run out of battery <laughs> but also uh you tune in your car radio to directly hear the audio. Uh, the, the audio of it so it's not like open the windows and just hope that you're close enough to the speakers uh so yeah if you've got a good car sound system then it should sound good yeah it's a lot of fun i definitely recommend it mm. Yeah, um, yeah. If they did it, if they did it again next year, I'd, I'd probably I'd go. Probably to go. It. Yeah. yeah. As long as it wasn't as raining as much. Mm. I mean, it was a bit of a pain. Yeah. Because the scare actors didn't seem to come out much because of the rain. Yeah, but... yeah it was it was really rainy as well. Yeah. Um, um, but, but I did nip out to the bar. Got got myself a drink. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, um, seeing some of the promotional images of Rob Zombie's The Monsters. I'm actually pretty excited for Ooh, it. For those of because I I'm so far removed on like anything not doctor who related news because that series is on at the moment so i'm just kind of following that uh, i've not seen any images of this yeah um people are not too thrilled with um sherry moon's wig she doesn't have the the widow's peak the same as um in the original so it does look a little bit off but they have built the whole set and they've taken like a set photo mm. and stuff um I, i'm pretty excited to see what's what's gonna happen mm. Yeah, I, the monsters is something I've caught a couple of episodes on, like just in the background when I was when I was a kid, um, and I, I know that if anyone is like equipped to bring the monsters back, it's Rob Zombie. I mean, the song Dracula is named after the monsters' car, so this is clearly a a, a big fan <laughs> of a big fan of the of the show, but and of course, like every year that clip goes viral of um of what uh, frankenstein the, the the dad i forget his name herman herman, herman monster yeah talking to his um talking to his son about like um um talking to his son about uh you know it, it doesn't matter if you're uh, a bit a bit slow or if you look a bit different what matters is the content of your character and that clip goes viral basically every halloween on twitter and well uh, i mean it's true it's nice isn't mm. it oh have you seen that clip from the new chucky that like is everywhere that's gone viral um when um um how how familiar are you with the child's play franchise i've seen uh the first one the new remake and Bride. Do you know anything about Chucky's kid? No. Okay, so Chucky in Seed of Chucky, um, uh, they they they, uh, they give birth to a kid, a puppet kid, uh, called Glenn, or is it Glenda? Because the kid is gender fluid, um, and this was like back in the early to mid two thousands. And in the new sci fi series, um, he's talking to like the main character and he's like you know i've got a queer kid oh really gender fluid and he's like oh and that's not an issue and he's like no i'm not a monster <laughs> and this is the killer doll and that clip has like really been circulating that's really funny it's a really it's a really cool clip um but yeah i'm still i'm waiting for the series to end so that i can probably watch it all from beginning to end for new chucky series i think there's one episode left but you know it, it looks really cool and i like i like child's play i think you'd like the latest ones the ones that are direct to video that are more horror than horror comedy uh cult of chucky 
and Curse of Chucky. Those are really good ones. I really liked Bride of Chucky. I've mm. only recently watched that. I've just always stayed away from the film, to be honest, the franchise. I just didn't really think it was going to be my thing. Mm. But, um, but no, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, like I, I don't handle like creepy puppets or creepy toys very well. But for some reason, Chucky... I, I find him more endearing than horrifying. <laughs> I don't know. He's the he's the exception. He's the good one. Are there any upcoming horror films that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to the Edgar Wright film, Late Night in Soho or Last Night in Soho, because people are calling that a horror film. Oh, really? So that, that's got me intrigued. Uh, it, oh. is, it is out now. I saw the trailer and didn't really think it was a horror film. People have been saying that the film should like come on with like a full-on warning, because they went into it and w- were just not prepared for the subject matter. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I don't know what that subject matter is. Like, I I don't know. But yeah, it's apparently really, really good. But you probably should brace yourself before watching it. Mm, um, have to check it out then. So yeah, but uh, it's out now in cinemas. And I, you know, I love Edgar Wright's films. Uh, like everything he does. Uh, so, you know, count me in naturally. But yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the new Scream film coming out in January. Yeah, the trailer for that draw. I'm Scream wasn't. It's not something I'm nostalgic for. I'm, I'll check it out, but yeah, it's not something I've got an I'm attachment just to. So excited and living for this renaissance of like classic horror coming back. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like, I I just really really want there to be a new Universal Monster Universe. Yeah, uh... but done. Nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It needs, like, somebody who loves and appreciates old horror, like... Hmm. I mean, or maybe we could just leave it alone, I guess. But I, I mean, just... But I, 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 I do like the idea of, like, Invisible Man and Halloween and maybe Chucky in this new TV series and stuff, where the, you bring in these old, like... We're talking, like, nearly a century ago as well, these, like, horror icons that have come back in like a modern context in like a modern landscape and commenting on the cultural events even though they're displaced like decades and decades ago yeah I'm, I'm, i i like that i like how these icons are malleable and it's like who stands the test of time like i is leprechaun gonna come back probably not but someone like chucky or michael myers does it's it's what stands the test of time Actually, a film I want to talk about. I watched Clown today for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? It was alright, actually. What, yeah. What, what's what's the what's the premise of Clown? Um, so this dad finds an old clown outfit, and his kid is having a clown-themed birthday party, and the clown has to um drop out. He's double booked, and so dad puts on this outfit. He's a realtor. Or an estate agent, as we call them. (laughs) And um, he goes and bees this clown. And he falls asleep in this clown suit. And then can't get it off. And then strange things start to happen. Interesting. Because I'd heard of this film. Because it's from the guy who directs the new Spider-Man films. From from John Watts. Uh, So it was like, oh, this guy who started doing horror films. Has now gone on to the big budget landscape. As many people do. Like Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson. Um. But yeah, it's it's one it's one that's kind of passed me by. Do you recommend it? Yeah, it's alright actually. Was the clown spoopy? Yeah, he's quite creepy. Yeah. Do you have a clown phobia at all? No, so it wasn't that bad. No. But if you have a clown phobia, maybe don't watch it because he's quite a creepy clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I on the on the Pennywise scale, is he like Tim? Is he Tim Curry, uh, or is he 
Uh, Skarsgård. Skarsgård. I reckon he's scarier than both, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, he's definitely... Because, like, Pennywise is like an alien, whereas this one is, like... Well, he, well he's not human either, but, like, he looks more human. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he definitely looks scarier than Pennywise. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's pretty good. I'd watch it. Nice. Um... And we also, uh, during our hiatus, we watched the miniseries Midnight Mass on Netflix. We did, by the wonderful Mike Flanagan. Mm, uh, and, yeah, I, I I, really liked it. I I'm, I prefer The Haunting of Bly Manor. Still not seen Haunting of Hill House, but I'm, I'm going to rectify that. Uh, but this was still really good, yeah. Can I ask you, what did you think of the ending? Because for me, the ending ruins it. However, I don't think it can end any other way. I think I it, think it has to end that way, but I just didn't like it. In terms of the actual events of the story, I think it's fine. But I think for the um, like the way it's presented and how it's really drawn out, like you got the sense that this was always how it was going to end, but then, oh no, we've still got 20 pages to fill. So let's just like really, really draw out this ending. That, that's the that's that's what I got from it. It's not even like the end of Lord of the Rings where there's like thirty endings and there's like a hundred supporting characters that we have to catch up on. This was like no, what's a pretty simple ending just has to be really elongated so that this last episode's an hour long. For me, the ending without too many spoilers was too happy clappy. Now I said this to people and they're like, really? You think so? And what I mean by that is that they all start standing together and singing together. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a hope. Do you know what I mean? Like, there obviously isn't hope, but they all, like, they all become one, united together. And yeah. I was just like, ugh. Like, surely, <laughs> like... Well, remember, you famously hate people, so... Yeah, but I was just a bit like, like, what is this trying to promote? Like, mm. is it preaching at me or not? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I am, like, atheist. Yeah. I don't believe in stuff like that. So, like, sometimes I struggle to find religious horror scary. Mm. Um, and it was freaky, and I did like the themes throughout it and stuff like that. But I just didn't really like that they all started singing together. I just thought, like, in a more realistic way, surely it's more scary if they're just, like, everyone, every man for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's... Um... Cause, Instead of coming together in that time, because well, like... Mike Flanagan is an atheist, uh, so he's some. So I th- that doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna immediately come into the series like this and be critical of religion. But I think he's he's aware of like the the power dynamic that can come from religious institutions and and the the real hope and the real harm that can come from stuff like that. And I think it's you know it's a it's a balanced portrayal of it. But one that is also reinforced by the you know religious superstition and uh, other areas of like horror iconography and how they've been usurped uh, for this particular cause. Because Midnight Mass, if you don't know, is a miniseries set on this pretty rural, deserted island. I say deserted. There's like maybe a hundred people who live there, but it's a very uh, it's it's a community that's very separate Small. from from insular yeah insular that's the word yeah and it stars like katie siegel you've got uh zach guilford um and the, the um the priest at the church there he leaves one day because he's getting old and ill and he's replaced by a younger much more vocal evangelical 
uh, priest and the mystery that unfolds surrounding him and uh, these unexplained uh, miracles and mysteries around this island. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it kept me intrigued. Really good, like, cliffhangers and, uh, it, you know, Netflix have really nailed the formula of, okay, I've got to watch one more episode. Or, yeah, or, definitely. Or really making sure that you go from one episode to the next or you, that you finish a series. They they really use their algorithms and their uh, or their data and surveys and studies and stuff to give to make stories that really hook you along. I really loved the boat scene though. The yeah. first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that's just happened!" Mm. Like I was really shocked. And then the second time I watched it, I was watching you to see your reaction because <laughs> yeah. I was like so interested to see what you would think. Mm. Uh, it's also got Raul Coley in it as well, who yeah. was, was just like on the up and up. He's awesome. He is. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like with Midnight Mass, uh, it was mainly a series to sort of, it was it was a plot that was engineered to go from one monologue to the next. Like each episode has got like two or three monologues from different characters. And it's like, okay, so Mike Flanagan sure has got a lot on his mind and he sure wants to let you folks know about it all. Because it, it, thankfully it's really well performed and really well presented. But by episode five or six, it's like, okay, like you, you're stopping the story every 10 minutes for a monologue. Uh, and it kind of takes me out of it somewhat, especially when, because um, Raul Coley does a brilliant monologue like towards the end but it is like there's someone across the table from you and you are just talking for like 20 minutes and this person has no follow-up questions or has no interruptions it's yeah didn't it, it, I could feel the like the inner mechanisms of the story like working yeah I liked it I'm just not sure I liked the like obviously the ending in itself is grim but the fact that they all start singing together and come together as an island I was just a bit like meh mm. and then it's like oh. <laughs> and then when you realize oh why have they uh why have they cast this 20 year old and put them in old age makeup and then it's like oh yeah, okay that's that's what distracted me at the beginning I was like that is really fucking bad makeup like well <laughs> I just no, that's unfair to say. You could see that it was makeup. It wasn't very well disguised. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like, so w- once you know it's makeup. So the person playing it was really, really young. So obviously it's not going to look as effective. Mm. So I'm wrong in saying it was bad makeup because it wasn't. It was it was good makeup, but the mm. problem was the actress was too young. Yeah. And it just didn't look natural. And it's like once Does you, that make sense? Yeah, well, it's 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 once you know that it's a young actress in makeup, you know what's going to happen yeah, in the course of the story. But you also, but it also, I think it's better on a second showing when you know all the stuff and you see little hints at things. So I think on the second viewing, it's a much better watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like. I actually liked it. I just like, like I say, like I don't know. I'm a bit unsure about religious things because, like. It's not really my bag. Mm. Like, I'm not really into it. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. But, because we watched Midnight Mass, somebody made me watch Hush. I've been trying, <laughs> I've been trying to get you to watch Hush for so years. I finally watched that. I actually enjoyed it. It was all right. Yeah. I, I know we had to, to, to take a break about halfway through. Because it was, it was very late at night. You were also quite tired as well. But yeah. It was like, oh, let's watch this uh, very creepy home invasion film. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, I don't want this to be the last... Like, I need to stop it now before it gets too much. Um, but, but yeah, home invasion stories are definitely, like, the things that scare me the most. So, yeah, it's a good good film. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 
a bit like um a bit like orphan i'd like to do an episode on hush in the near future but yeah I, i'm i'm finally glad that that you watched it yeah and obviously of course um so it's intertwined so midnight mass is the set of books that the author in hush has written mm, yeah that, that was writing yeah that's a fun connection yeah and i think that's everything i think we've uh we've 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 talked we've talked some ears off yeah, yeah yeah um we've watched a few bits of horror and here and there oh also i tried to start watching um House of a Thousand Corpses, is that what it's called? I turned it off because it wasn't too gruesome or anything. My thing is people eating food badly and I can't do mushed up food and like anything to do with food freaks me out. Yeah. Like I've got real issues on like crumbs and like oh but now I'm like rubbing the palms <laughs> yeah, yeah. and mushed up food and stuff like that. It really freaks me out. And there was eating really bad and sloppily, and I, oh, that was it for me. I was like, no, turning this off, that's making me feel sick. But So, it so yeah, give me all the blood, guts, and gore, but yeah. I tell you what, you start eating food weirdly in front of me, <laughs> that's it. So I thought, I thought you were going to say, like, yeah, I was promised a thousand corpses, and there was only 700. <laughs> yeah. What kind of cut-rate production is this? Uh, I thought that would have been your issue with it. But yeah, so that is uh, this episode of Monster Monday, and hopefully we'll be back. Uh, not and hopefully, maybe a few weeks or a few months. Hopefully, not not too long. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe once by... things have settled down for us, maybe after Christmas, because I mean, it is going to start getting very intense for me soon. Yeah, so. yeah, busy yeah. times. Yes, so I hope that you're all keeping well. Hope you're all staying, staying safe, safe yeah, and look looking after each other um and if you want to let us know all of those uh horror answers like whether or not you'd survive a horror film or what monster you'd be or even just what horror films you've been watching recently you can get in touch with us via our social media which is yes what's our social media do you remember <laughs> Why, have you forgotten no but we're on twitter at monster man pod on instagram at monster monday pod and facebook is the same as instagram there we go although just to let you know we do use our twitter and instagram more than our facebook mm. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. My name is Will. My name is Yaz. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.